This is New England Patriots running back and three-time Super Bowl champion James White. You're listening to the two-minute drill. Another week's in the books, another Patriots loss. Trade deadline goes by, and we were all wrong about what we thought was going to happen with the Patriots deadline. What's going on, guys? We are here without Adam tonight. Adam could not join the podcast, so it's just me and Dan going to break down the Patriots trade deadline, the NFL trade deadline, recap the Buffalo Bills game, get into our weekly picks, and then we'll talk a little bit about the Patriots Jets towards the end of the show. Dan, why do you think we didn't make any moves? Um, I don't know. It was it was a pretty weird deadline. If you listen to the episode last week, I feel like I remember mentioning, you know, it wasn't just a matter of if we're going to trade anyone, it was a matter of like, in addition to Stefan Gilmore, how many guys are we going to trade? And I think we talked about maybe Joe Tooney being on the move, maybe kind of like a surprise candidate like Lawrence Guy. And honestly, as the deadline came closer and closer, I started to think maybe we wouldn't do as much, but I still thought that there was at least going to be some sort of uh, move made where we were trading someone out of New England. I didn't at all expect to be bringing someone in. And with that being said, I didn't at all expect to be bringing in a guy like Isaiah Ford. Um, for those who didn't see, Pat sent a 2022 seventh-round pick for Miami Dolphins wide receiver Isaiah Ford. He's a restricted free agent after this season. We're basically getting the guy for free. You can't really be too upset about the move, but I thought if we were going to bring someone in, we were going to maybe look at, you know, the Golden Tates, the Marvin Joneses, the Will Fullers, but uh, we kind of kept it low-key with Isaiah Ford. What do you think about that move? Is this Belichick just trying to just give up? Like, is this, like, you know, like you touched on, you thought, like, we thought Gilmore was going to be on the move. And, like, those guys that you kind of touched on, Lawrence Guy, if you trade those guys, you're officially tanking. I mean, tanking, freeing up the salary cap, whatever you want to call it. But people in New England want to call it tanking for Trevor. That's been the thing around here. Um, I'm kind of surprised that they got Isaiah Ford, but in a way, but not really. Because coming out of Miami, like you see the reports that he's like a smart wide receiver, can fit in quick. Um, He's going to replace Jules in the slot. But overall, I'm really not. I mean, it was kind of a dead, quiet trade deadline, not one that we were hoping for. Moving on a little bit just to get into the trade deadline talk, one that you were very surprised to see was um, Desmond King get traded from the Chargers to the Titans. For what was it, a sixth-round pick? Yeah, um, he moved to Tennessee for only a sixth-round pick. Um, I think it was an awesome move for the Titans. Uh, Letting Logan Ryan go and instead spending that money on Jadevian Clowney has perhaps been their worst move of the offseason. Their corners just haven't looked good at all. Malcolm Butler hasn't been the same uh, basically since he left the Patriots. Yeah, exactly. And Logan Ryan, he's been doing pretty well in New York. So um, it was a move they had to make. Desmond King, very solid. I didn't expect him to go for as little as a six-round pick. I'm not super familiar with his contract. Maybe he's on an expiring deal or something like that. But uh, it was a a move that made sense for the Chargers. they have a promising future with Justin Herbert, but really shouldn't expect to do anything this year. Um, a move that surprised me a little bit more. The only other real notable move of the deadline was uh, the Saints trading the 49ers for Levante David. The Saints sent Kiko Alonso in a fifth-round pick to get David. Kawan Alexander. Oh, my God. I don't know even know why I thought Levante Davis, because they used to play together in Tampa. That would have been a much bigger trade. Yep. But, yeah, it was Kawan Alexander. Um, I don't know how well he's been doing in San Francisco. I know they signed him to a massive deal the same offseason where they got, like, D Ford. Um, I think this and, is the move yeah, they've been trying to make. Yeah. Um, the rumors I saw said that they wanted to trade him after the Super Bowl, but he had some sort of injury that required surgery. So his value would have been way too low. So they kind of wanted to wait for him to come back and play before they made a move, and now they did. Um, that's a team you got to really feel for with all the injuries they're going through. I mean, it's like ridiculous. I've never seen anything like it, but I know, yeah, especially with there Kittle was really Manchester. only two trades on the deadline. It was pretty weird. Did the Kittle injury, the Kittle injury yeah. hurts me so much because in one of my fantasy leagues, so many people wanted Kittle. And I was like, no, nope, oh, really? I'm not trading Kittle away because Kittle, in my opinion, the best tight end in football. And then it's going to be out for the year. So that's 
breaks his foot. You yeah. don't think he is? Well, uh, I'm not sure. It kind of depends where they're at in the playoff contention. I guess the team doctors said eight weeks. Uh, George Kittle, being George Kittle, said two weeks. Yeah. He hit IR today, which would mean at least three weeks. Um, but I don't know. I think if they're in the playoff picture and he can come back, they might give it a shot. But most likely with Jimmy Garoppolo also hitting IR. Um, Raheem Mostert's still on IR. I think Jeff Wilson's like out for the season. Debo Samuel's hurt. Brandon Ayuk just hit IR. I mean, it's ridiculous. So I don't think that they're really going to be in playoff position, especially in a division as tough as theirs with the Cardinals, the Rams, and the Seahawks all looking like playoff teams. So I think it'll probably end Kittle's season for that reason. They'll just want to play things on the safe side. But, yeah, I mean, awful season to be a 49ers fan. To say one thing real quick that all this is kind of happening, Jimmy Garoppolo is most likely going to be done for the year. So that's going to raise some question marks to see because Jimmy's probably going to be done as a 49er. So all we're going to hear yeah, potentially. in the offseason is Jimmy G to New England. That's all we're going to listen yeah. to every day. And I'm, I don't know. How, do, how would you feel about that move? Is that something you're rooting for? If Jimmy didn't get hurt and they just kind of decided to go different ways, then I would be all in. But how can you really? Because you, you got to think of it like this. Like Jimmy's making, what, $27 million a year? Yeah, I think he's got two years left on his deal. So you don't want to pay a quarterback that's injury-prone in the 20s. Bill Belichick's not going to yeah. do it. So the only way I would take yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo is with, if he even did like a one-year $15 Because you think that, like, Bill's talked about this week and everyone says he's making excuses about the salary cap being the reason why the Patriots aren't doing well, that Cam Newton deserves more money than $1 million, whether you like it or not. He kind of admitted that he touched on it. So it kind of brings with that question mark, how much are you willing to spend on Jimmy? If it's more than 15, absolutely not. But if it's 15 or less, I would take a one-year flyer. Yeah, obviously we're going to have to make some sort of move at quarterback this year. I've talked about before how I wouldn't be super surprised if, if Cam puts together a couple good games late in the year, people might change their tune and think we should keep him. Um, I hope Bill Belichick won't think that way. I don't really expect him to. Um, But looking at the free agents next season, obviously everyone was hoping for Deshaun Watson when Brady left. He signed that massive extension. Really, the only guy I'd want us to go after is Dak Prescott. It's not going to happen. Yeah. um, Coming off his injury, I mean, it, it definitely diminishes his value. So I don't think he'll be looking for $45 million a season anymore. Um, But I still think Dallas looking right now at how bad they are without him I think they'll still probably come in with a high offer and that's not going to be something we can match so yeah, you know I I just don't think it's life. smart yeah I think we're going to I would hope at least that we're going to kind of learn from this cam signing and see that unfortunately you know there's a reason that these guys are available way late in free agency and you can sign them for so cheap you know what I mean um, I think cams turned out better than some people expected them to. Um, but at the same time, you can't just go for these quick fixes and try and stay relevant. We're two and five. That's clearly not working. So I think we got to go through the draft. We got to take a quarterback in the first round and hope that Bill makes the right decision as far as who we take. We're going to have a high draft pick right now. I believe we'd be at like nine. Yep, nine. Um so for anyone who's not super familiar with the quarterbacks coming out this year, obviously Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are going to be way at the top. I think Lawrence, there's no way we're going to get the number one pick and be able to get him. I'd love to get Fields, but he's most likely going to go number two. Next best guy would be Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. He threw something like 45 touchdowns and no interceptions last year. They don't have a season this year. Um and it's overall just a really deep quarterback class right now. You've got Kyle Trask out of Florida, uh, Zach Wilson out of BYU, Mac Jones from Alabama, all guys that look like they can go in the first round. Isn't Mac Jones yeah. right now supposed like going to end up being like he's like the Heisman last year? Runner. Yeah, and be the Heisman, right? He's yeah, he's kind of coming out of nowhere. To, I mean, and you can you can definitely make the case that that's what's around him. He's playing at Alabama. He's got. He had, at least before Jalen Waddle got hurt, two first-round wide receivers 
and a first-round running back with obviously a great defense, a great coach, a great overall system. Um, but I think he's a fifth-year senior at Alabama. Belichick loves his Alabama guys, and I feel like he'd be pretty mature as opposed to a Trey Lance who I think redshirted his freshman year, played his sophomore year, and then had his junior year canceled. See, the so, junior year canceled sucked. If I was that guy, I'd go back this year. Yeah. I would not. They played like that. one. Yeah, they played like one exhibition game against Arkansas State, which basically just served as like a showcase game for him. But I'm not really sure how that played out. Even if he had a great game, I mean, it's Arkansas State. It really sucks for him because I was kind of looking at him before the season started and they had some big games at their, on their schedule. They were going to play Oregon on the road early in the year. That was a game where I felt like if he played really well, he could kind of vault himself into the top five conversation. But uh, regardless, kind of going off on a tangent he wants here. to get is Trey Lance. And, but right now we're currently in the ninth pick, but we're two and five. Tough loss versus Buffalo. I wouldn't say tough. I would just say disappointing. Just yeah. can't believe the way that game was, what we had out there. We thought we were going to get murdered. We talked about it last week. We laughed about it. We thought it was a joke. After what we've seen the last, the previous two weeks versus Denver and San Francisco, does it show that Buffalo is really not a good team, or did the Patriots actually like compete? Because I'm still undecided on that front. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. La- like last week's game was incredibly disappointing for me because even though I picked them and they did cover, um, I didn't expect anything from them. They played ab- like they didn't play well. I don't think we should have really been in a position to win, but just late in the game, it was like all of a sudden we were starting to get stops. Damian Harris was starting to really turn up in the run game and we were just matching their touchdowns. And then of course, you know, 30 seconds, like, I don't know. When we had Tom Brady, I never would have been nervous in those situations. It's kind of something I realized. Like we were inside the 25 with like a minute left down three. If we had Tom Brady, I'd be like, Okay, awesome. We're probably going to score a touchdown. Worst case scenario, worst case scenario, we kick the field goal. Dude, I kid you not, not even before he fumbled. Every single time he was running it, I was just honestly hoping that he either wouldn't pick up the first down or would just score a touchdown so they could just get the field goal on and and just send it to overtime. Hopefully we'd win the coin toss. And even then, I was like, dude, I don't know. I think Nick Folk might miss this. And then Cam fumbles we didn't even inside the town. See, I was like, I never for a second. I just didn't. I didn't think that they let Cam throw. Obviously, his I don't. Could the last yeah, season. I don't even know. I don't even really agree with him running in that situation, though. Yeah, I, I think, think we should have been just been given the ball to Harris. I think that would have been too obvious. But though. even still, we we were like inside the twenty. We clearly had no intention of trying to go to the end zone because we just kept running it. We weren't letting him take shots to the end zone, which I did agree with. But I just think. As good of a runner as Cam is, you know, Damian Harris would be the much more sure-handed guy just giving it to him up the middle rather than just running Cam on QB draw after QB draw. Obviously, it cost us. If Cam didn't let go of that ball, I think he would have a lot of people on his back supporting him. You would have been three and four. I think he would, too, yeah. You would have been three and four. Uh, It would have came down to a coin toss, dude. I don't know. I think that they could have won. I think they would have won in regulation if he didn't fumble. They had the ball in the 10. How can you not score? There wasn't. There was like 15. There was like 15 seconds left. Like, we were probably going to run the. And I. Did we have. I don't know if we had any timeouts. I don't think we did. I think there was two timeouts and there was like 40 seconds left. No, I think it was less than that. But regardless, um, yeah, it was, it was an incredibly disappointing game because I, I, I don't know. I would have honestly preferred to just lose like we did to San Francisco, where it's just like, all right, I don't, I would, we, I don't we just got I outplayed. I could never, I cannot take those beatings. I am sorry. That is not, I just, I would like a competitive it was, game. How good was it to see them score a touchdown? Like, just, yeah, you know what I mean? It did feel great. Like, or like sad? when Myers, or like, yeah, like. I don't know. The whole the whole game, I was like, whatever, we're going to lose. We're going to lose. And then when Cam scored the touchdown and then Myers got the two, I was like, oh, my God. Like, are we – why are we in this game? Like, actually, why are we in this game? And then I remember, like, when JC got the pick, like, 
Yeah, that was it, an awful it just sucks. It just sucks. That was an awful throw. Great play by JC Jackson. JC Jackson had a tough game or a tough matchup too, especially if they don't have yeah. big with no help. Basically, he held him in game. check though. He held him in check, dude. And the only play that Diggs actually did well on was his own coverage play, which had nothing to do yeah. with JC Jackson. That whole that whole yeah. game was a weird game. You got to give props to Jacoby Myers. Um, this dude mm-hmm. continues to get doubted week in week out. Um, and he's the number one guy, and he's already shown to be more productive than Nikhil Harry. And we can, I think, we can finally put the nail in that coffin. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, I'll give up on that. And it's just really sad because, like, where does Harry, where is Harry gonna fit in when he can come back? Because wouldn't Myers just cover the X? And then you, no, would, well, you would think that Bird and. You would think of Isaiah well, it Ford. all kind of depends because they've said Isaiah Ford will be, be able to play this week because of COVID protocols. Harry's because, not going to play this uh, week either. Are you sure about that? I know he didn't practice today, but I don't know. Isn't concussion protocol that's usually just a week? I read a story in Nikhil Harry that said that in when he was in high school, he got a concussion and he almost wanted to quit playing football altogether. Mm. So clearly he is very like serious about head injuries as he should be um but then again it's like i think isaiah ford's gonna be the edelman he's gonna be your slot guy i think that when you trade someone in season you don't want him to do a lot isaiah ford did play for chad O'Shea, which is yeah in the belichick that's how the patriots run their offenses so ford shouldn't really have that hard of a time trying to pick it up but, like, I, if Myers is going to – I mean, I, he could because it's the Jets, you know? So, like, if he really has another solid game, the only thing you could do is either move Harry or you bench Myers again for Harry. It's one or the other, I feel like. In yeah, offense. I don't know. And the other thing that would kind of concern you as far as Nikhil Harry's role, we were pretty aggressive getting receivers at the deadline. We didn't only trade for Isaiah Ford. Um, we signed Dante Moncrief to the practice squad. He's, I mean, he's not even close to what he was back when yeah. he was on the Colts. He's had a couple stints with other teams. He probably won't uh, be elevated to the active roster, but I guess we had also put in a waiver claim on uh, Dante Pettis from the 49ers. Um, that was a guy who, yeah, Adam wanted him, and I, I honestly thought there was no chance we'd get him because he really only seemed to me good as a punt returner, and we already had Gunner. So clearly, if we were putting in a waiver claim for him and we were next in line after the Giants, um, you know, we had some use for him. And maybe Dante Moncrief was our backup plan. But regardless, the fact that we wanted to go out and get another guy in addition, another guy in addition to Isaiah Ford kind of shows you how we feel about our wide receiver room and, uh, you know, right, rightful concern from Bill Belichick. Especially just like you know, like looking at it, like the pra- like we went into a game with all undrafted wide receivers, and we have no depth there. And I think that's something that mm-hmm. Bill. I mean, you kind of still it. There's no Edelman, and there's no guarantee that Edelman's even going to be back this season either. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be see what Cam can do with the offense. I'm really disappointed with the Patriots defense, though. Like we knew going into well, one it thing that we had. The, yeah, the defensive backs to help, but like I understand that, and yes, I may be bringing a little bit of excuses, but some of those opt-outs are like hurting this team, especially Dante Hightower. Bentley clearly, yeah, Hightower. Bentley clearly cannot do it, um, and he's yeah. like you can't blame him. It's his third year. Um, he shouldn't have that load. He's the only linebacker on the field, and really glad to see Josh Uche back. That was one positive from that defense. Yeah, that was what I was. That was what I was gonna say. I was honestly surprised how big of an impact he had in his first game, and I was I was really happy to see that because he was a guy that I think me, you, and Adam all kind of identified as. You know, he's gonna be he's gonna be kind of like our main guy from this draft class. Um, you know, he was the guy we were the most excited about, and then obviously he wasn't getting on misses almost the entire first half of the season and. Yeah, it was reminiscent to me. I was like, all right, here we go. Nikhil Harry 2.0. Everyone's excited about him. He gets hurt right away. He's going to come back and do nothing. And yeah, for, I mean, first ever game in a new defensive system. Um, I don't, did he get the start? 
No, he did not I get the start, but he, as the game moved on, he started to get more snaps. Yeah. And um, I don't know, though. With as banged up as our defense is now, he might have a bigger role come Monday. We had something like – I think we had five guys not practice today, and then we had something like 11 more guys limited. Like, it's yep. – Lawrence Guy. I mean, just overall. Lawrence Guy. Yeah, Lawrence Guy. Joe Tooney, Shaq Mason. They're really banged up. So, I guess the next excuse that we're going to roll Lawrence, is injury. Lawrence Guy. Lawrence Guy, I'm worried, might hit IR. Because if you saw his injury designation today, um, I can pull it up here. He did not participate with a shoulder, elbow, and knee injury. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then – and then everyone else that didn't practice today, uh, Gilmore with the knee, that's a little worrying, you know, because I think you and I both thought we were just holding him out of uh, the game against Buffalo because we were going to trade him. Put this proves that on the market with a deadline. I know. PM. So, so, but him not practicing today no, now kind of shows this might hurt. be a little bit serious. Obviously, Harry didn't practice with the concussion, and then uh, JJ Taylor was out with an illness, but. Yeah, guys like J.C. Jackson, Damian Harris, Shaq Mason, Dietrich Wise, Juwan Bentley, Dalton Keene, Ryan Izzo, Isaiah Wynn, Shalit Calhoun, all on the uh, injured list somehow. And I don't know. That's that's just something that really worries me because we're just not in a position where we can have guys going down right now. Well, the good thing is is that it's Wednesday. Oh, sorry, it's Thursday. That's really bad. Thursday. My whole thing is I'm well, thinking we about do the Monday. Monday. That's, that's what yeah, I was we... trying to get at. So this is kind of like a Wednesday for the past. So the injuries yeah. are kind of a little bit less concerning. Um, but, you know, Buffalo game, it was tough. Tough to see them lose like that. Do you want to try and jump into the picks? Because I feel like we're going to get a little bit yeah. in depth with. Yeah, we, we got pretty carried away there. Uh, I will hop into these picks right now. Uh, if anyone cares, last week, Kevin and I tied for first place. We both went 7 of 13. Adam kind of continued his downward spiral. Wasn't too far behind us. Uh, we thought he did a lot worse than he did, but he ended up at 6 out of 13. Um, overall, Kevin, you still have a pretty big lead, and me and Adam are neck and neck behind you. So getting into the games for this week, uh, first game, we've got the Houston Texans on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Texans are the six-and-a-half-point favorites. Who you got, Cal? Oh, man, there's no Adam here tonight, so I don't get a little bit time to think of it. But this one's easy. I'm going to go Houston. I don't even know who. Is it Jake Lutton starting for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Yeah, it's, it's either, I believe it's Jake Lutton, and if it's not him, yeah, it's Mike I think Glennon, they declared so. Jake Lutton the starter. I don't know who that is. Um, Houston didn't trade anyone. Green Bay, you were very dumb for not yep. trading a third-round pick. To get Will Fuller, I don't know what you're waiting for because you didn't draft one. They didn't wanna, they didn't wanna pay like any That's of his re- salary or something like that. Be- they wanted less than a fifty-fifty split, something along yeah. those lines. It was something kind of ridiculous. Aaron Rodgers, who's thirty-seven years old, and if you're not in win-now mode right now, you're never gonna be. But anyways, it doesn't matter. Houston didn't. Very true. Houston didn't trade anyone away. Um, and for that reason, and I don't know who Jake Lutton is, I'm going to go Houston six and a half. Um, I actually am a little bit familiar with Jake Lutton. He was that quarterback at Oregon State that everyone thought the Patriots were going to draft. They were all thinking we were either going to take him or James Morgan from FIU. But anyways, he's still a sixth-round rookie, so I'm still going to go with the Texans. Uh, six and a half isn't a high enough number for me to even consider the Jaguars. And as I say this, Adam picked of the Jaguars did. plus six Because well, Adam probably so, realizes that he's screwed. He, yeah, he might have not realized that Minshew isn't playing. But, but we're not going to Can't really clarify it if with him now. Yeah, you can't make the yeah. you don't get to change your pick. Sorry, bud. It is what it is. <laughs> Next game, we've got the Seattle Seahawks on the road against the Buffalo Bills. The Seahawks are minus two and a half. I we don't understand got. why Vegas and – whoever makes these lines up on why they hate Seattle so much every single week, Seattle, I think Seattle is three and a half against Miami. Weren't they like something like that? that yeah. Low? Something like that. They were three and a half against Arizona. Three they were against, three and a half against San Francisco. So I don't know why yeah. they don't like Russell Wilson MVP 
we played Buffalo. We saw Buffalo kind of what they're like. I don't really – I think Buffalo is overrated at this point, especially if you almost lost to a Jacoby Myers, Damian Harris, Patriots offense. So, easy pick here. Go in Seattle. Uh, yeah, I, I got to agree with you. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense to me why the Seahawks just get disrespected week after week like this. They just obliterated the 49ers injuries or not. The Bills just had a really shaky performance against us. Um, I'm going to go Seahawks too. Personally, I think they are the best team in football if it's not Kansas City. I think them and Kansas City are way above everybody else. Very easy pick here. And Adam's going to make it a sweep picking Seattle as well. Next game, we've got the Washington football team at home hosting the New York Giants. They are the three-and-a-half-point favorites, Washington, that is. Who you got? Giants. I just think that it's kind of a division game. I think the last time these teams – they just played each other a few weeks ago. And it came, I think the Giants yeah, won 20-19, the the came down to the wire. Mm-hmm. I actually – I do think that the Giants aren't as bad as their record shows. They've competed the last few weeks. They almost beat – Brady and the Bucks on Monday Night Football. Uh, Pass interference, by the way. But it was a late throw by Jones. And yeah, that was. But it was. It's funny to me that it was literally such a bad throw by Daniel so Jones that it made it questionable. So late. He's going to yeah. get that ball up. So, so far behind Deion Lewis. I do. I don't know. I just think that it'll be a close game. I just think that in a close game like this, you've got to go underdogs. I want to go Giants. Yeah, I agree. This is two bad teams. Um, It's a division game, so I think it could kind of go either way. Uh, Three and a half is a pretty good number to be given the Giants. Obviously, could lose by a field goal, still cover. Uh, So I'm going to go with the Giants here, too. And Adam is going to disagree with us and take the favored Washington football team. Next game, we've got the Minnesota Vikings at home coming off a big win against Green Bay. They are hosting the Detroit Lions. Vikings are the four-and-a-half-point favorites. Who you See, got? this is a tough game, too, because I think the, the when the Vikings faced Seattle, I want to say that was week three, and they almost won. I thought Minnesota was back to their ways. They did come off a win. They just beat Green Bay, but Matthew Stafford's on the COVID list. And there's a chance that he's mm-hmm. going to be able to play. I do think it's going to be a close game because it's a divisional game. But Dalvin Cook's been hard to stop. I do want to take Detroit, but just because Stafford being on that COVID list, I don't even know who their backup is. I imagine he's not that great. So Dalvin Cook, don't let me down. Going Vikings four and a half. Yeah, um, the Vikings are a really weird team. Like you were saying before, they play the Seahawks close. They get blown out by the Falcons. Then they beat the Packers. Um Lions won't have Kenny Galladay for this game, I don't believe. Chance they don't have Matthew Stafford. If he doesn't play, their backup is Chase Daniel. He's actually not that no. he's not that bad of a backup, but I think I would take the Vikings even if Stafford was playing. So the fact that there's some uncertainty around him makes it a really easy pick for me. And uh going against the grain here, once again, Adam takes no, Detroit plus four and a half. Yeah, he oh, did. My. Poor Adam. Next game, Kansas City Chiefs at home taking on the Carolina Panthers. Chiefs are the 10.5-point favorites. Who you got? See, this is a weird game. This is a really weird game. The McCaffrey back. Uh, he returned to practice today as a full participant. So, yes, most likely. I know Carolina let me down last week versus Atlanta. But it's a division game. They already played them once, so Atlanta had some film on them. Do I really want to go Carolina? Ten and a half. I'm going to eh? – nah, screw it. I'm going to go Kansas City. I cannot take Carolina. I cannot do it. I'm going Kansas City, ten and a half. Yeah. It, regardless of how big the spread is, it's just hard to pick against the Chiefs right now, especially when they're playing at home. Carolina. Um, I think Carolina is a decent team. Been shaky yeah. though. That's why it was like I was questioning it because they had their yeah, roots. They have a true. lot of rookies, but how they don't really have any defensive backs that are that good. So I think that's the matchup yeah. that's going to kill them. Yeah, and then McCaffrey with it being his first game back, I'm not sure how big of an impact he'll have. Um, Mike Davis has kind of been 
not too great the past couple weeks, but with how good he's been overall, I wouldn't be surprised if the Panthers kind of wanted to slowly reintegrate McCaffrey into the offense rather than just throw him back out there. That would be something that, you know, might not bode well for them this week necessarily. So I'm going to take the Chiefs minus 10 and a half. Um, Once again, Adam disagreeing. (laughs) He's going with the Panthers plus 10 and a half. Adam is feeling Adam's feeling bold Adam, this week. Adam's got to respect going it. Big or he's, going dude, home. That's exactly what he said. It's it's kind of a good strategy because he's in last place, and if he if all of these hit, if he just goes against us with all these picks and all of them turn out right, he can flip from last to first or right it goes away. Like this, or I don't it goes know. Like this is that Adam thinks that Gardner Minshew's <laughs> playing. He thinks that Matthew Stafford. He thinks played. Stafford's playing. And he thinks McCaffrey. And he thinks McCaffrey. going to be, like, be well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> going to get all the reps. Yeah. Next game, we've got the Atlanta Falcons at home taking on the Denver Broncos. Falcons are the four and a half point favorites. We got. I will never take Atlanta as a favorite. I don't care if they're coming off a win um, last week versus Carolina, even though Julio looked impressive. Not doing it. Denver had a good win versus the Chargers. It was a good comeback win. I do like Drew Locke. I've been saying it all along. I had Denver in the playoffs. Still got a little bit of hope left because the AFC is always up in the air. I'm going to go Denver. Um, I'm going to actually disagree with you here, and I think Julio Jones plays a big role in my decision. Um, early in the year, they were really inconsistent with his targets just with how good Calvin Ridley's been the last two weeks. They fed him the ball against Minnesota, blew him out. They fed him the ball against Carolina, got the win there. Calvin Ridley most likely not playing this week, so they're going to be forced to give the ball to Julio. I don't really think Denver has the personnel to necessarily stop him. Um, if Denver was at home, obviously with that big mile-high advantage, I'd maybe reconsider this, but I don't think four and a half is too big of a number for me to go Atlanta. And uh, Adam agrees with you, taking Denver plus four and a half. Next game here, we've got the Tennessee Titans at home taking on the Chicago Bears. Titans are the five and a half point favorites. Who you got? I just figured it out really quick, too, is that in our group text when Adam sent the pick, he said he realized, I think Adam picked a lot of favorites last week, so I think he's just switching it up to go mostly underdogs. He wants to pick underdogs. I think that's the approach that Adam's doing. So before... We end up rationing him, and he ends up being right, so he doesn't have a chance to clap back at us. I think I found the answer to that one. But going back to the game, I really – this is a tough game. I feel like this is a game that's going to be a low-scoring game. But at the same time, I went against Tennessee last week, and I'm going to do it again. I'm going to go Chicago. I think that defense is good. Good enough to stop Henry and – I don't know. That's a tough game. I feel like that's going to be a really low-scoring game. That has like a 17-13 vibe to it. Tennessee might pull off the victory, but I think Chicago will keep it mm-hmm. close. Yeah, um, I think it's just hard to go with Tennessee right now, just how they've been playing recently. Uh, it seemed like after the Buffalo game, they looked like you know world beaters and a serious contender in the AFC. They played one of the worst halves of football against Pittsburgh and couldn't really recover from it, and that just an all-around pretty awful game against the Bengals. So five and a half, a little bit too big of a number for me. Bears are a decent team. They're five and three. I'm going to go with Chicago and take the points. And uh, Adam goes with a favorite here. He takes Tennessee <laughs> minus five and a half. So maybe maybe he has no real strategy after. Maybe Adam just assumed what we were going to both pick and then just went with the complete opposite. I don't Adam. I don't know. Maybe Adam doing. just – Maybe Adam just didn't realize that we were doing this tonight. And before he had to put his picks in, he just kind of closed his eyes and circled a bunch of teams and then figured he'd skip the podcast so he didn't have to defend. Dude, we'd be roasting him right now. At this point, we'd be roasting him. So he's kind of lucky that he wasn't on tonight. We would be. It would have been a much better episode if he was here because he'd have to – like I. I'm so curious as to how he would actually be defending like some of these picks, like Jacksonville. He must not know that Minshew's out, Detroit. but like Washington, Detroit, Carolina, Tennessee, and and I'm not even like his picks aren't so even done yet. Adam, 
we're only like so halfway Adam through. Wins the sheep this week. We both owe him an apology to start next week's podcast. That's fair. That's fair. That is Adam, fair. If you're gonna listen and to I don't anticipate podcast, doing that. We'll find out because we'll have the answers to that. What's the next game? True. Next game, we've got the Baltimore Ravens and the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the Ravens are three and a half point favorites coming off that loss to the Steelers. Who do you See, got? I feel like this is such a fishy game, in my opinion, because the line's so low. So that like automatically assumption means to jump on Baltimore. Like I did, like in general, I'm not gonna go against Baltimore. I think the number's too low. I've already bashed Philip Rivers enough every single week on the podcast. But three and a half is a really low number. Do not understand why. And I did look at like other mm. websites and that number is true. I saw this line at two and a half. So I'm confused. This might be a trap game. But you know, I don't care. I'm gonna go Baltimore. Too low. Yeah, um, I think there's some serious concerns around Baltimore right now. Lamar Jackson's looked pretty bad all season. Uh, their offense, kind of the foundation of it last year, was obviously him. It was the tight ends. It was the offensive line already. They trade Hayden Hurst away. Mark Andrews, he's been pretty inconsistent this year. Marshall Yonda retires. Now Ronnie Stanley is out for the season. He broke his ankle, I believe. Um Exactly. So regardless, I think I am going to go with Baltimore. Um, I still do think Indy's a pretty good team, but I just don't think that – I think it's going to be close, and then Phillip Rivers will probably throw three picks in the fourth quarter and put it away. So I'm going to go Baltimore minus three and a half. Adam is going to agree with us so here to make it a clean sweep for Baltimore. That would have been a concerning pick if Adam took Indy. Yeah. That would have we that would have warranted like a call or a text. Like, are are you okay, buddy? Like, <laughs> all right. Next game, we've got the Los Angeles Chargers and the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Chargers blowing another huge lead again. Raiders got got a much needed win for that playoff race against the Browns. Uh, the Raiders, I'm surprised to see, are actually the underdogs here. They're plus one and a half. Who do you, you get? kind of touched on that. You said you're surprised that Vegas is an underdog. And two things I still called have called Las Vegas an average football team all season long. They still are, but they still find ways to win. Chargers find ways to lose games for that reason. I think it'll be a close game. I think the spread's perfect, one and a half. I'm just going to go Raiders just because we've seen what the Chargers have done this season. Raiders just keep winning, baby. Yeah, um, I would have picked the Raiders even if they were favored. I don't really know what makes them the underdog here. I know Trent Brown, I think, hit the COVID list again. He's had all sorts of all sorts of weird stuff going on this season. He like the almost died before yeah, their the game last week. Up an yeah, they got him. he doesn't have COVID. They yeah. got air in his Yeah. No, they put him on the COVID list though today. Oh, so he might um I know he previously had it. I I, I don't really know what what's up with him, but regardless, that's that's not that's not really a big enough injury for me to question this pick. So I'm going to go with the Raiders plus one and a half, and Adam is going to agree with us here. Next game, we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, your sheet's messed up, Kev. It says the Cowboys are the three and a half point favorites. There's no way that that was true, so I looked it up. Steelers are the thirteen and a half point favorites. So for here? my sheet, we're keeping it the same. So for this sheet that I do with my other pool, I'm taking a free win with Pittsburgh. But either way, I'm still taking Pittsburgh. I does if mm-hmm. Pittsburgh was favored by 21, I would still take Pittsburgh. I think that says enough about the Dallas Cowboys. We've seen it; they're done. They're in the shitter completely without Dak. Going Pittsburgh. I mean, yeah. When you watch an NFL team have to play in wildcat, which is what the Cowboys had to do on Sunday night football against the Eagles. Um, you know that they're in big trouble. I think there's been rumors that like Ben DiNucci might not nope. even start for them Cooper this Rush. week. They might try somebody else out. Cooper rush. Uh, I still don't really know who he is. I would honestly have a little bit more confidence if they went Ben DiNucci because I like Ben DiNucci's name more. Regardless, you just got that off the TikTok. Regardless, um, 
Uh, no, 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 no. I, I liked it. I liked it regard. Dude, name another Italian no, quarterback. Okay, I'm, you use TikTok. Or a quarterback right, that's not Italian. TikTok, right? So you know the trace. Uh, yeah, the, I'm familiar with what you're talking thing. about. Okay, as long as you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, and now they're doing it with right. Mike okay. Lennon. All right, I'm going to make sure we're on the same page. Regardless, regardless, though, um, I really don't like the Steelers, even though they have Chase Claypool, my Notre Dame boy. Uh, so it does kind of pain me to pick them. And I honestly thought about taking Dallas just because I don't want to have to root for them. But I am going to take the Steelers here. Minus 13 and a half. Adam's going to do the same to make it another sweep. Next game, we've got the Arizona Cardinals and the Miami Dolphins. Cardinals are the four and a half point favorites. Who you got? We didn't see enough from Tua. Um, Brian Flores, which I'm mad about. We talked about this. I think we touched on this yesterday that I think that I'm pretty disappointed mm-hmm. in myself that I didn't realize that we even think to think about Brian Flores and that connection with the Patriots Rams Super Bowl. I mean, he was basically the defensive coordinator, uh-huh. even though they didn't give him that title and that they shut down golf completely. Can't believe I didn't think of it, but this is a tough game. I just think that Miami's actually trying to pull it together. I think they got faith into us. I might as well. Uh, this is tough. I'm going to go Arizona, four and a half. And this is a tough one. This is one that I'm like 51-49 on. I can't really put my tongue on it. But I think yeah. I just want to play it safe here. And just in case Tua really shows that he's not really ready yet, I want to go Arizona, four and a half. Yeah, um, I feel like that Rams game might have been a fluke. I think we all liked the Rams by three and a half going into that game. Um, That seemed like an easy pick at the time. Obviously, the Dolphins blew them out, but a lot of that was off. Like, they had, like, a fumble return for a touchdown. They had a punt return touchdown. I think they had a pick six. So, they kind of got lucky in a lot of ways. Nine for 18 with, like, 100 yards, and they won a game. Yeah, I, I I don't really expect them having another game like that against Arizona. I also think Arizona is a little bit better than the Rams right now. I think they've just been playing better recently. Um, so I'm going to go with the Cardinals here, minus four and a half. Adam's going to agree. So the next game, Sunday night football, Kevin Rooney will be in attendance. We've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints. Bucks are minus four and a half. Antonio Brown making his debut. Who you I got, so excited that I can just go to a football game. Dude, that's been killing me, not to be a Gillette. Just like, you know, that it's just, Mm-hmm. It's not the same. Football, you know, I don't know how. I've been so grateful to actually go to games because watching them on TV is clearly not as good as being there. Um, but I got to stick with my rule that I said last week that I made up. I followed the Dan Shea pattern. I said that I'm going to go Tampa Bay the rest yep. of the way, even though they did not. I'm 0-1 with that rule. But I don't think Drew Brees is going to play. I know that um, – Taysom Hill's fantasy projection went up to 20. I know Drew Brees has a shoulder injury. Kamara's back at practice. But either way, Antonio Brown's back. He's probably going to play like 30 to 50 snaps. I'm going Tampa four and a half. Uh, Yeah, I don't anticipate Antonio Brown to have a huge role, um, but he will be suiting up for Tampa. Chris Godwin, it's 50-50 whether he'll be back. He was, I know he's limited in practice yesterday. I'm not sure what he did today. So it's looking likely that he'll suit up too. Um, that's obviously a huge boost for a Bucks offense that struggled a little bit against the Giants. Um, I don't know. I've, I've said it like every week for the last eight weeks. Like, oh, Michael Thomas <laughs> might come back this week. Michael Thomas might come back, back this week. I, I'm just giving up on that. I've, I'm just like residing to the fact like, I don't know, maybe he'll just never play this year. Um, or maybe he'll be about to and then – He'll punch someone in the face again for calling him slant boy. Regardless, um, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers here. Four and a half, not a very big number. They are at home. Um, and I think I think that's going to get a lot of people, a lot of people to start to take them seriously because obviously that was their big, that was the big game for them this year when they got blown out by the Saints week one. Had a lot of people questioning Tom Brady. Um, I think he's going to come out with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because of that. So I'm going to go with the Bucs. Adam agrees. Adam didn't have a ball as well. over Tom Brady. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. He'll take Teddy Bridgewater against Patrick Mahomes, but he's not taking Drew Brees against Tom Brady. All right, final game here. 
Monday night the football. Game of the week. I mean, if we weren't Patriots, yeah, if we weren't Patriots fans, we'd be we'd be looking at this like, are you fucking kidding me? Like the worst Who game of the year. Kobe Myers, Monday night Damian football. Harris, and Ryan Izzo face Sam Donald, Chris Hogan, and Braxton Berrios. Sam Darnold might not even play, play, so it might I be a Flacco game. I think he is too, but there's 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 a little bit of a question mark. Um, regardless, you've got the Patriots playing the Jets Monday Night Football. Patriots are minus seven and a half. I'm not Who you got, the Jets, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm not doing it. I know that we've seen more film on the Pats than the average Vegas betters. It's not pretty down in New England, but it's sure as hell not pretty in New York either. I just think that the Patriots really can't win by more than seven and a half. It's an embarrassment. Defense has got to step up. I mean, last year, Darnold saw goes, do something. Please cover seven yeah. and a half and don't let me down. So I'm going to England, seven and a half. I mean, if we lose this game to the Jets, like – as far as everyone that's saying, you know, tank for Trevor or whatever, like that's in full effect because the, it, my whole thing is just been we're not going to be able to be worse than the Jets. Like even if we try, I don't know that we can. So if we – I I mean, th- this is going to be so rough if we lose this game, especially because Monday Night Football. So it's going to get even more attention. Everyone's going to be saying that Bill Belichick has no idea what he's doing. This, this, it's going to be a rough week ahead if we lose this game, especially because we're going to have to go into Sunday night football against the Ravens next week. I've got the Patriots here minus seven and a half. Adam's got the Patriots minus seven and a half. Um, we didn't really talk too much about this game yet, Kev. Uh, figure we'll jump into a little bit of a preview of it now. We already mentioned Sam Darnold might not play. Patriots are pretty banged up. Overall, what are you looking for here? What do you think we need to do to secure So really the quick, before we do that, I kind of just want to, just for my own benefit, read the – do you have the injury report up really quick? Just so I can – actually, I'm going to pull I'm gonna pull up the Patriots, for the Patriots? really quick just so I get – No, I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah, I, yeah. I went into it a little like bit. Like the limited – I know the, the, I know the people who do participate, but the limited. Yep, so – Gilmore, Gilmore, Harry, Lawrence Guy, Carl Davis, J.J. Taylor were out limited. J.C. Jackson, Shaq Mason, Kyle Duggar, Damian Harris, who I will preface, he told Doug Kide that he's absolutely fine and will definitely play on Sunday, uh, Monday. Uh, Joe Tooney, John Simon, Shalit Calhoun, Isaiah Wynn, Jawan Bentley, Ryan Izzo, Dalton Keene, Dietrich so that's Pretty. I mean, you basically really got three guys on the offensive line. You've got all our tight ends. When you have legit like three linebackers, so that's it's gonna be tough. I mean, a corner. You've got your number one corner. And you really only have two defensive tackles. One being Lawrence Guy doesn't participate today. Um, Mm -hmm. So the injury bug is definitely gonna be a factor in this game. Um, I mean, you gotta just look and just imagine like what are they gonna do if. I think Ryan is the one that playing though. I know Dalton Keene had last week off. They put Devin Asiasi on the IR, the three week IR. They said it's an injury. I do not think it's an injury. But back to the game, I think it's going to be has to be a low scoring game, right? Ground and pound type of game. I think Cam yeah. will probably hopefully find Demir Bird for one big connection. Demir Bird needs to get in the end zone. Those deserve it. But I think this is more on Bill Belichick and the defense than anything because you should be able to put up points against the Jets. But the Jets aren't really that – like, the Jets are good on run stops. So I think Quinn and Williams is really good. They actually do have a solid D-line. Believe it or not, the one bright spot about that team is their defensive line. But if you really can't get anything going in the throwing game, regardless of who you're throwing to, it's going to be a problem. And back to the Belichick and the defense, if you really can't stop – Braxton Barrios and Chris Hogan. And, I mean, Crowder will be the only tough one. And that's even if Donald plays. Um, so I just think if the defense can't really get this done, mm-hmm. like you said, you touched on when you made your pick that a lot of the media and everyone's going to be hating on Belichick. But if Belichick's defense can't do anything regardless of who is on the field, which I think that the majority of them would be, then it's going to be a tough 
tough couple weeks hearing about the Jets and the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as the Jets injuries go, you did mention Darnold. Um, there's even a chance yep. Jameson Crowder doesn't play. He's missed the last two weeks for them. Um, he's really their only legitimate target. So I think he's a guy we could handle without Gilmore. Um, without Gilmore and JC, you get a little bit more concerned, but I think Jonathan Jones could still deal with that. But, yeah, I mean, if he doesn't play, I don't see how the Jets can really and move if, the ball down the field. We unless uh, Hogan, we'd just have to give him turnovers and great Chris field Hogan position. Your pass, I'm going to be pissed. I don't even care and about Barrios. Barrios. I was a Barrios guy. Chris Hogan has gotten so much worse, and he's like a wide receiver too over there, which is really sad. I don't know if he's played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's played. Almost every game he has 14 catches, 118 yards. So do not let that man catch the ball. It's going to be a low-scoring game. You have a score prediction for the game on Monday? Like 10-7? Mm, no, it's. I mean, it's going to be higher scoring than that. Um, I'm going to go Patriots 23, 13, Jets 9. 9. That's yeah, I think the Patriots... Yeah, if you don't put up more than twenty, I feel like that's another issue too. Like everything just circles around. Yeah, like, I agree. Jets. Like that's my thing. Division game. Yeah, doesn't really matter. We've seen the Jets. I think it's. I'm gonna go on a limb and say like twenty-seven, thirteen pass. I just think maybe you can get a punt block for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta get a special teams touchdown too. Special teams has been nothing other uh-huh. than Jake Bailey, of course. That's probably been the best punter in the league, minus Johnny Hecker for the Rams. Um, I think you get a special team yeah. touch in there, so I'm going 27-13 Patriots. All right. That should about do it. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, going to be an exciting week ahead. Make sure you tune in for next week's episode. Thanks uh, for showing up, Adam. See you then.